Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Happy Tuesday, Dr. Paul. How are you? You, You ready and raring to go? Yes. Solve the problems? I'm going to solve problems. I often (laughs) wonder whether we ever solve anything. We call attention to the problems and we make suggestions. But I guess, you know, that's part of the philosophy of liberty. You never know how liberty spreads. You never know who has endorsed it. And every once in a while, I hear back from somebody that, you know, heard something 15 years ago and somebody I never heard of. And yet they've been very busy in the fields, you know. Yeah. And, and, of course, I make the point that all you have to do is talk to one person per day and you're yeah. contributing something. That's right. So that's why we would like our viewers uh, to be enthusiastic to find us a, a new subscriber every day to tune yeah. into the Liberty Report because that would help us. It would give exactly. us encouragement. Too. Exactly, exactly. But today I want to start off with um, testing. Yeah. You know, this whole mess started with testing. Yep. Remember the, the testing and the PCR test, the original test uh, was all messy. It's still messy, very yeah. messy. But uh, all of a sudden, the tests are coming up very, very positive. Large number of pandemics, worse than anything ever. So they have to lock down again. You know, uh, people are caving in and uh, the businessman is capitulating. Everybody's capitulating because, uh, you know, there's so many positive tests. Uh, But, you know, one statistic that we're going to talk about is, um, well, Maybe maybe it's because they're doing more testing and finding people because we do know that uh, the, uh, uh, the the COVID right now is very weak, you know, and, and it isn't making people real, real sick. So there's, it's not so crucial. But the test numbers are skyrocketing and they're worse than ever and they're locking down again. But there's but the one thing. We know that it's not authentic because there's more resistance now than ever. Yeah. You know, at the beginning, nobody would resist it or say boo. But now the people are getting sick and tired of it, not only here in the, in the, in the States, but around the world. You see, uh, you see the resistance building, and that is all, uh, all good. But uh, Zero Hedge had an article uh, t- today, uh, and, and it's the... Uh, is the Omicron surge mostly due to massively increased testing? They ask a question on that. Uh-huh. But, you know, in my mind, my answer uh, is uh, a very strong probably so <laughs> because we do know that they're testing like crazy. And that, that of course, if you test and look, remember when the piece uh, – when the PCR test was first started, and they continued to be able to manipulate the PCR. But it was very clearly pointed out eventually, that, especially by the person who designed the test, that if you run the test longer and searching for these small little particles, you can probably get a positive out of anything you want. Yeah, yeah. And so that was discredited. They modified the test, uh, but I understand the test is still far from perfect but they are using they they are using this to uh you you know promote the lockdown and that's that's the danger the encroachment of our liberties and 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 this is this is the big thing that the increase uh, in testing has been massive but fortunately now we're seeing some reports to show and to document exactly uh how much increase there's been in testing and uh, and some of the results that seem to be far from perfect. Yeah, well, the goal is simply to get everyone to take two shots and then boosters. Boosters over and over, every three months, whatever they decide, that's the goal. 
Uh, they don't want to have any treatments. We know that. We, we watched uh, McCullough on Joe Rogan's show. They don't want treatments. They want you to get the shot, and that's it. So that's why testing now with the Omicron scare, and all you have to do is look at the headlines, look at Drudge, look at the TV. It's a massive, massive scare campaign to scare people into getting the shots, but also to get tested. you got to get tested. We watched Fauci yesterday saying, if you want to have a Christmas party, you better get your double vax and a booster, plus put on your mask, plus make everyone test at the door before you get a piece of turkey, piece of ham, test. But we know, as you said, <clears throat> we've talked about it, the New York Times ran an article, it wasn't us saying it, 90% of the tests may be false positives. 90% of the positives may be false positives. That was back in August. But there's more need to test over and over and over. But what's happening? Something interesting, and this is from the Zero Hedge article. Here's an interesting chart from the UK. Let's put this up if we can. This is, if you read the chart, it's, it's, it's interesting. And obviously deaths are a trailing edge to infections. But look at the red line, which is tests conducted in the UK. Massive, <laughs> massive okay. increase. The positivity has only slightly increased of late. But look at deaths. They are absolutely flat. And again, it's a trailing edge. We don't know what will happen. But you're, lo you're looking at the increase in tests beginning around the end of October. And now we're two months into that. And you're seeing deaths completely flat. <coughs> So something is happening, and this chart, I think, explains what it is. Do you, do you remember when the wars were starting in the early part of the century, and we were fighting that battle, and they would do something, and then they would come back, and they would doctor up the, the uh, investigation, and they would doctor it up to justify what they were doing. Yeah, you know, what they'd already done. Yeah. This, that's what this reminds me of. This treatment precedes the diagnosis. Yeah. They've decided how many shots the people are going to get, and, uh, and then they decide, well, uh, we have to have the diagnosis. So they go and max it up, yeah. uh, maximize it by getting all these tests done. And that might have been from the very beginning, you know, that uh, we, we know what we want. We know that there's a pandemic on us. Uh, horizon so therefore we're going to prove it with positive tests which means that uh, they can't keep it secret forever and that's why people are starting to realize there's something very very strange going on and that's why the resistance is building and that's why I, I think that uh, this thing can finally stop but it won't be easy but uh, that's one thing we'd like to do is talk about this because people realize that everything they read about the number of cases just like at the very beginning with all this, uh, you know, uh, fictitious reportings on the PCR, uh, the, 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 that these tests now are done. The, the chart there is a perfect yeah. example of uh, the falsehood, or at least leading to questions, you know, uh, like you suggest. Maybe we don't have all the evidence yet, but right now the evidence shows that there's a lot of messing around yeah. with, and, and reporting on these tests. And you're having, because we've already seen several uh, of so-called experts have said that 40% of the cases of Omicron are asymptomatic. You don't know that you have it. But people are rushing out to get tested because they're terrified of being told what's racing through society. So you're having, you know, we've seen pictures of huge lines of people testing. Of course, when they're in line, they're probably spreading the germs to each other, but uh, huge lines. But, you know, our friend Jordan Schachtel, who's done a lot of great work. It's, believe it or not, it's been a year ago he wrote this article, Welcome to the COVID Testing Industrial Complex, which is fast becoming a $100 billion a year industry. It's just as true a year later as when he wrote it in 2020. And he talks about 
the massive amounts of money. And we, we talk about it on the show, too. Follow the money. Why are they pushing the, 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 the jabs over and over? Follow the money. Follow the profits. Why are they pushing this over and over? Let's look at this next clip because this is a quote from his article of last December. This give you a little bit of a taste of what kind of money we're talking about. And we have talked about this before, but it's worth revisiting. The U.S. COVID-19 testing industrial complex now churns out around 2 million COVID tests a day. That puts the current median cost for COVID testing in America at approximately $254 million a day, $7.6 billion a month, and $91.4 billion a year. That's more annual cash than revenue generated by Boeing, Intel, FedEx, Facebook, and Target. And what about profits, Dr. Paul? Don't forget those. Let's put up the next one. Because all that testing results in a lot of profits in a lot of well-connected companies. And as Jordan points out, $40, $42 in revenue per test for Quest, which is one of the companies, uh, that would come out to $26 million in profits per day, $780 million per month, $9.3 billion in pure profits per year. Dr. Paul, we need to also add a testing center to our studio so we can afford to upgrade our studio. Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about what motivates people to do it. You know, at the beginning, there were other people that were, uh, you know, motivated to uh, bring this chaos about. A, a true believing cultural Marxist would like it because because the lockdown is very chaotic and, yeah. and, they, and they thrive on that. And there are other people who just like big government. There are other people who are just locked in because they're in government and they're authoritarians. And the whole reason why you're an authoritarian is you get to write law, you know, with an executive order. So all there's a lot of motivations by people. But I think this one, this one uh, almost could be a Johnny come lately because they weren't before it started. They, they were poor. And maybe when they saw this coming, uh, you know, whether they planned it or joined in, but certainly the evidence now is, uh, is uh, pre pretty darn strong that there's a lot of money involved. Yeah. And uh, it, it is an industrial complex. And uh, that, is, that is easy to explain. But of course, the, ex the sadness that we have expressed many times is that our allies on this, when corporations uh, are eating the lunch of the average person, yeah. that uh, uh, they, they, they um, uh, you know, desert us and say, oh, this, this is good, we have to do it. But the irony of all this is the pretense is, uh, you know, this is free, so all poor people yeah. can get it. Free around the world, too. They've manufactured so much. We have so much of this free stuff. Let's, let's make sure we use it up. You yeah. know? And uh, we don't want to harm people, so we don't want, to, we don't want it, uh, the test to really tell us anything. Yeah. So, because if we get the answers and the results, it... Uh, uh, you know, they wouldn't have the motivation to get the people behind it. But this, this is, uh, this is astounding uh, that uh, that there's so much money involved, and yeah. uh, it fits into the category. A lot of people have an incentive to make government big, and uh, this this whole thing of who pays for it, the free stuff. I really think the people who suffer the most, who are who are the ones who don't question anything the government tells them. And you say, yeah, but they don't have to pay for this. They're going to tax the rich for this, aren't they? <laughs> well, no, they don't tax the rich to pay for this. The rich get the benefits. What they do is they run up deficits. And, you know, just look at trillions of dollars worth of deficits. What they do, they monetize it. They print the money. And, you know, 
What does that do? Well, it raises the cost of living for poor people yeah. that we're supposed to be helping. And they, not only do they have the stress of dealing with COVID, now they have the stress of an economy and going to the store to buy groceries and grocery prices are going up more than eight or nine percent. Oh, yeah. uh, you ask somebody that has to shop, it's a lot higher than that. So the irony is just terrible and it's just too bad that people can't wake up and just Question it, read it, and uh, and find out ex exactly what's going on because the information is out there. What we hope to do is be able to call attention to these individuals who have spotted this early on, and certainly uh, there's many friends out there, and I I believe that the numbers are growing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the power of the uh, uh, of the media is such, and the power of government propaganda. It, it, it's a it's a tough competition that we're up against. Yeah, and, and this is one thing we've learned from the Trump years and from COVID, is that our one-time allies among progressives, and there are some good exceptions, they've, <laughs> they used to be skeptical about the national security state and the big horrible corporations in bed with government. Now they fell in love with both of them, so it is depressing. But so you talk about three things, Dr. Paul, and if you want to get more positives, if you want to scare more people, let's put up this next clip. This is from uh, NBC in Washington. This is good news. Hey, White House to make 500 million at-home COVID tests available for free so they can turn it up and down as they wish. And you know who benefits from this? As you say, Dr. Paul, the authoritarians. Let's look at the next clip. Here is an authoritarian. This is the mayor of D.C. <laughs> Averaging one COVID-19 death per day. D.C. declares a state of emergency and new mandates. Look at her. She's drunk with power. She's literally drunk with power. But back here on Planet Reality, Dr. Paul, let's look at the next clip. Things are a little different because South Africa, which got Omicron first, they're the first ones to show it. These two charts tell you everything you need to know. The top chart is cases. They are higher than they have ever been. It spreads very, very fast. But on the bottom, look at deaths. It's done nothing. And again, deaths are trailing edge. That's fine. But look at deaths. There's no, by now, we're a, a good month into Omicron in South Africa, five, six weeks into it. There's no death spike. So as someone pointed out when they put this chart up, it looks a lot like a common cold. You know, I, I'm very reserved and, and claiming too much uh, success and I call attention to, you know, we really called this one right. But I feel very good about our program today because I think so far, the explanation for that chart has come from what we said. Whether we've said it clearly enough yeah. and people understand it or convinced anybody, but it really does explain that chart. More cases and no increase in disease, but greater motivation for the government to bear down on us and, and, and reinstate the sanctions and the uh, lockdowns. So uh, I, I hope that message got there, but it's there it's a, and it's around. You can, the people can find it. Our viewers can find it, not only on our website, but other websites, too. And it's, it's, it's been around, and I, I, I think there's going to be more and more of that explanation on how, how can this be if there's so many more cases? Why not lock down? Because it's spreading wildfire. Yeah. Well, maybe the statistics are wrong. Maybe, maybe they're measuring uh, something that doesn't exist. Maybe it's a cold they're measuring. You know, uh, these, these tests... 
are still very questionable. You know, I kept thinking that they they sort of iron things out. But I think overall, because so many different country companies have this and they go in, but everybody has the the free doesn't go all the way through. People still have to pay when they go get them. Yeah, get the test. Well, we want to look at a couple of other things, minor minor stories, but smaller stories. And the next one is is a big one because the Pentagon. Finally, they're cracking down on all that extremism. What, is, what does that mean? Are they going to prohibit neocons from coming in the, the Pentagon? Or what's, what's, <laughs> what do you think it means? Oh, yeah. It's, it's an excuse to test. Well, what the excuse is that there are some bad people out there. And they have to be screened to make sure that somebody with radical ideas, maybe they're a radical libertarian yeah. and, 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 you know, really want to demand their rights. And they're using the podium of the Pentagon to promote the cause of liberty. Oh, well, we have to stop that. Yeah. So, no, they want to screen them and, and, uh, because there might be somebody uh, would be, not, uh, you know, the libertarian supposed to be very nonviolent. But what if this person wants to go in there and there will be some? I was told one time, I don't know if they ever proved this to be, but like three or four percent of the people that go into the military are sort of psychopathic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they like it, you know, uh -huh. and, and we've heard we've heard some of these people that come back, they get the uh, get the honor and the honors because they were real good at doing their job yeah. of killing people in undeclared wars, you know, this sort of thing. So that uh, that 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 to me, that's their justification, but their justification, I think, is still this cultural Marxism stuff yeah. and to cause chaos. If they like chaos in the streets, why wouldn't they want chaos in our schools? Why wouldn't they want chaos in the military? Yeah. And there are now so many, many stories with all this cultural nonsense happening that uh, you, you have a weakening in the so-called basic principle of somebody that's supposed to be able to uh, militarily defend our, our country. And they're, and they're you, you, you know, doing this and uh, they, they still they still think that uh, uh, the, these people can. And, and here we have some people going in, and I'm sure there are courses in the military that are like in our schools, trying to confuse children to the point where they're still trying to figure out they made it a problem that little kids aren't positive whether they're a boy or a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it totally, it, it really adds up to insanity. But that social mischief is on there. That's to me what I think is going on there. This pre-testing of, um, of people coming into the military. But it's, it's just more of this authoritarianism, this control of people uh, like they are on uh, lockdowns and, and using the war on COVID as, as the excuse. And now it's the, it's, the, it's the military. A far cry from the uh, way a military would be used in a, in a uh, libertarian society. Well, we already know that time and time again, the FBI has designated people with, quote, anti-government views as domestic terrorists. And they even talked, I think it was Homeland Security that once talked about Ron Paul followers being potential domestic terrorists. And you can easily imagine someone who goes into the military who believes in a constitutional republic uh, with separation of powers, uh, falling under the category uh, that they would consider extremists because you are extremely dedicated to the Constitution <laughs> Uh, and I think that's what they're doing. But what, now what they're doing now is they're looking at social media. So if you are a service member and you go onto your Facebook and you click like on an article and the military determines that that article has extremist content, then you are going to be in big trouble. You're going to be facing the, the UCMJ. You're going to be facing some, some, some 
big problems. The greatness of the free society yeah. is long gone. But you know, one thing that is testing, and I, I say this with a little bit of a tongue in cheek, but I think the principle is good. And that is, you know, if you really wanted to screen somebody, I think maybe the people who lead our country, and maybe when we do our voting, we should at, le at least pay attention to people who have sociopathic and psychopathic uh, in tendencies. Uh, they should be screened for getting into policy positions. Yeah. You know, why do we put them in and making these decisions? Because, you know, in many ways, the masses of number of people who go into the military, uh, you know, are in for various reasons. Uh, and some, some it's uh, financial, you know, and uh, it has nothing to do, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, with national defense and all. Yeah. They do it because they have to have a job and this sort of thing. But uh, I would think the greatest harm comes when our leaders endorse sociopathic ideas and then take us to war needlessly and gives us wars of 20, 20 years and it's so slow for the people to wake up. So a little bit more screening. Uh, I advocate so uh, you, you know voluntary screening, but we ought to be more careful on the people we send up there who make these declarations of war and just, just think there has to be a few around and they've been around, just think, We've never used the Constitution since 1941 yeah. to uh, justify going to war. Well, that's a great point. Who is the more extremist, a person who is attached to the Constitution or a person who's calling for us to have a preemptive strike against Russia? You know, <laughs> yeah. who is the real extremist uh, here, right? right? That's for sure. Um, the last one we want to talk about is in the White House, Dr. Paul. And let's put up that last clip if we can, uh, because you're going to be surprised vaccinated and boosted White House staffer test positive for COVID after spending Friday with Biden. The White House is almost 100% double vaxxed, boosted, masked, everything else, and still there's an outbreak well, of Omicron. I want to caution people. I'm going to say something extreme, <laughs> and I hope, I hope it doesn't get you into any trouble. Uh -oh. <laughs> I would say that's enough justification for us to uh, quit the screening of people in the White House if it hasn't helped any. Yeah. You know, if, if the sick people can, the people that we designate have been positive, I, if I had a choice going into a room or a party or anything else, uh, it looks to me like there's statistics that would show that the person has had all the vaccinations, especially now with all these boosters, that's really confusing the testing, uh, that, that there's probably because they have now proven that they can spread the disease and that if you have natural resistance to this, if you have natural immunity, the odds of you spreading it way, way down. There's never an absolute, but way, way down compared to what they're identifying now that people have been uh, vac uh, vaccinated with, with all this and continue with the boosters. Then of course the other things motivated, they, that's not maybe their, their first goal, their first goal. Right now the top goal is probably making money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the question. How long are they going to continue to demonize and blame unvaccinated people who, as you say, may have natural immunity that's much higher? How long are they going to blame them when it becomes more and more obvious, even in the literal belly of the beast, the White House, even in the White House, that vaccinated people are spreading the virus willy nilly? When are they going to start leaving the unvaccinated alone? Yeah, to me, one well, the 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 big thing that has concerned me, and I've expressed it, is the uh, the whole goal of having a vaccine passport. You know, this idea you can't move around or get a job or do anything without following following all these rules. 
But medically speaking, I think this whole thing that they are able to take somebody who has natural immunity and even, you know, voluntarily go and prove that they have antibodies mm -hmm. against it are still the enemy. Yeah. You, you know, they're, they're considered, you know, very, very bad people, you know, selfish, evil people who want to kill people. It's just totally insane. And yet they're the, probably the safest people around mm -hmm. because, uh, because they already have the immunity and... Uh, they're going to be much safer to be around than to be around people that have had a lot of shots. And uh, all of a sudden, you find they have, you know, and there have been some studies. One the college was at Yale where the, every, all the tests were done by people who had been vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that Cornell, that, yeah, Cornell, yeah, yeah. Cornell, that uh, all the ones that turned out positive, you know, turned out positive for it had been uh, fully vaccinated. Yeah. Fully vaccinated. Yeah. So, but next month, Stay fully vaccinated and get all that protection. Get another Line one. Line it up. They're free. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they'll say, well, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't stop spreading, but it makes it more mild. But you don't know because uh, you don't know how mild it would have been with it or without it. So Yeah, that, that proves nothing. Yeah. So anyway, I guess if we're about done, we yeah, go ahead, close scatter shot in here. I just want to thank our, our viewers again for, for watching the show. Please subscribe to this channel. Please hit like. So our algorithms are better. Whenever I go on to YouTube, uh, even when I'm logged in, I used to see the Liberty Report up there as a suggestion. I don't see it anymore. I don't know what's going on, Dr. Paul. We must be irritating some people. But uh, please do that. Uh, help us out a little bit. Go to ronpaulinstitute.org and sign up for updates there for free and just uh, so we can keep in touch. And thanks again for watching the show, Dr. Paul. You know, one of the things that uh, I hear back uh, those who don't understand what's going on. And they'll say, you know, libertarianism sounds good. You know, people want their liberties. They want their freedom. If you take a poll, everybody sort of wants their freedom. Their definition is, is just a, a lot, a lot different. And uh, when you talk to them about voluntarism and property rights and all, said, you know, that, that's, uh, that's real, really good. But one thing that where they stop is, well, during the campaign, I was always told, Ron, we do agree with most of that stuff. You say, but not on the military. We need to protect our empire. Well, that was a disagreement on foreign policy. But the other, the other thing they, they'll do is they say, we, well, yeah, it's good. We want more freedom and low taxes and less regulation. But, you know, if, if, you, just had, if you just had freedom, uh, there'd be anarchy and total chaos. But the rules of the free market and the rules of liberty are pretty darn strict because you can't hurt other people. You can't steal from other people. And now we use the government to do all that. The government comes in, you know, and redistributes wealth. As, as far as I'm concerned, the Federal Reserve, what they, the, what they do is nothing more than Ill, Ill, illegal. It's counterfeiting. And the regulation is theft. You're taken from one group and given to another group. And, and the rules are, uh, you know, always controlled like the big corporations have been able to control what's going on in COVID. But uh, the, the, uh, the people who, who want, to, want protection, they will always find a way to get around it if they have the money. But I tell you what, let's take environmentalism, for instance. I think, I think if you have a strict understanding of what it's like to own property, it doesn't mean you can pollute and do everything to your neighbor. You don't have any right to pollute your neighbor. <clears throat> and for, throughout the Industrial Revolutions and for years afterwards, even now, they use that, uh, uh, the government and, and big corporations have been working together. Oh, they're pretend now they're allies and all, 
office, but initially they were really, uh, uh, you know, partners in, in pollution. In a libertarian free society, you're not allowed to damage your neighbor's property, and all of a sudden the rules get stricter. Another thing is, is you can't break the contracts, you know, and that, that government's breaking contracts all the time. What, what about the liability? The government's always excusing somebody for the liability. Just think, well, now this is a big deal, all these drugs and things. There's people getting sick, and there's a lot of people getting sick. Well, drug companies aren't worried. They've been exempted by the government, by politicians, by the people allowing their government to do it. So, uh, no, don't ever let the people tell you that uh, you people who want this freedom, it's nothing but anarchy and chaos. But I'll tell you what. Uh, it would be a much safer and freer society because you would still have an understanding of your obligation and responsibility to protect your own safety. The government can't make us safe. So if you, if you do that and think that you can have a society like that and take away the Second Amendment, it won't work. And that's part of the strategy now to cultural Marxism is not to assume the people have the responsibility of, of taking care of themselves and, and providing their own safety and security. I vote for liberty over authoritarianism. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.